Welcome to the Life Beyond the Lens podcast, the podcast where we talk to artists about the things that push them, motivate them, and inspire them to create. What's going on, everybody? This is Ken Nelson, and welcome to another episode of the Life Beyond the Lens podcast. I am excited today for this episode. My guest today is the multi-talented, and I got my list in front of me, so I'm going to go through my list real quick that that I I got down. (laughs) Multi-talented. Writer, director, actress, rapper, singer, and <laughs> she is tired of being overlooked. That's <laughs> it. Look, you know, I took that right from That's Instagram. Hilarious. Jazar Riches. Jazar Riches. What's up, Jazar? How you doing? How are you? That's funny. It took me 30 minutes to figure out what to write on that Instagram post. That's what's cracking me up. So <laughs> <laughs> I saw that and I was dying. I'm like tired of being, but you know what though? Like we're going to, we're going to dig into that. Like we're going to, we're going to talk about that. Like there's a lot of questions I want to ask you because just watching, you know, um, we talked about this before we started. Like we first met at Detroit Film Awards. Um, both our films were there and um, Hawk is your film. Sincerely Brittany was my film. And um, we met there and we met again at the American Black Journal show on PBS. You know, we were going on there. It was during, I think it was during a war season still or something like that. We were on there with Lazar and Marshall. And yeah, that was for on. the Trinity Award. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they brought us on. And so I, I want to say this, like, so you were super quiet. Like, <laughs> and, and you said you're shy. And I had no idea about, all I knew about you was like, you wrote and directed Hawk. That's all I knew about you at that time. <laughs> yeah. And you were just quiet and you're like, I'm shy. I don't, you know, me on TV and cameras. And uh, then I think my wife actually, like when she found out about you, like from Detroit Film Awards and then again, the PBS show, she started, my wife is like, she's a super researcher. Like she, you know, social media, deep That's in social funny. media, researching people. <laughs> and just like, you know, and she's like, oh my God, Jazar is crazy. Look at this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what you talking about? And go on Instagram and I'm like, are you serious? Like, this is not the same person that I met at the American Black. It is. That's show. hilarious. No, I, so. Okay. So I am really shy. This is the funny thing. I'm such a believer and I'm, I'm an introvert. I'm shy when it comes to public speaking or um not so much theatrical because like when I have a script and I go on stage that's one thing but when you're asking me to be myself in front of someone it's I don't know what it is I just don't (laughs) I get shy like you know doing skits in the privacy of my own home is one thing (laughs) no I get it I totally get it you know (laughs) I totally get it did you do theater as a kid as a young person yes my so the best story of my life is that my mother um was a writer and director herself. She owned her own theater company. And since birth, I have grown up into the, the life of theater. And wow. so, yeah, she, she passed that torch on to me. And I, oh my gosh. I just, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. But you said she owned her own. Th- so was this in Detroit? Yes, it was called uh, Glory Bound Productions. And she, my mother was also a minister. So she did a lot of spiritual based um stage production she even had one that was an off-broadway where it had dancing and singing and 
funny story is that's how I met my husband. Wow. Wait, was he in the, he was in the Broadway show? He was in the show? Yeah, yep. So um I was off to college when my mother initially started that particular show. And I came home one day to get my braces tightened. <laughs> and he was at the place where I was, you know, he was there with his sister getting her braces tightened. And my mother was like, Oh, I think he would be good in the play. And she gave him a card. And when I was off at school, he got in the play and they got really close. And when I came home for the summer break, I got into play and wow, twelve years ago. Wow, no, this is great. And and I was gonna ask you, that's what did you do theater as? Because I did theater and um, grow. That's all I did was, you know, I think I started in goodness. I must have been in elementary school. I was my first play. Yeah, my first play was a Christmas story or something like what's that like uh I can't remember but it was a Christmas play and then that was it like I was on stage ever since then all through high school I did community really? theater but that's all I want I wanted to be an actor that's all I wanted to do but I asked you that really because, yeah so like but you started in that too so it's like okay so it makes sense you know and I get like what when you say it's easy for you to do the skits like it was easy for me to be on stage uh mm-hmm. performing in front of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people as somebody else but like I would be terrified. Like I went to Cast Tech. Nice, oh. I guess. Yeah, yeah you said nice. You guess. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's you know it's crazy. I'm always like, okay, what's somebody gonna say when I say Cast Tech? Somebody always they either like yeah yeah or they like say something crazy. Man, like where'd you go? I know, I know. Where'd you go? Where'd you go to high school? I I'm I'm I went to Southwestern, so I guess it's not. See, know, okay. I, guess I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be sitting here crossing around like I just went to the best high school ever but <laughs> no but you know but it's always like either the people that talk a lot of John they went to either King or Renaissance or like somewhere but those it was always but I was always get some response when I say cast so I just say cast tech and I pause so I'm like let me just what y'all gonna say <laughs> but but no I um I went there so you know it was huge and so I'm, I'm I would be afraid to walk across the lunchroom like I was always afraid I was gonna trip and fall, but I can I can go on stage. Like so, it's it's I get it. Like being yourself, it's like okay, I don't want to be myself. Like it's easier to just go on stage in front of these people. But so, um, but you see, so you grew up around it. You know, your mom. You said your mom was writer director, and so how did you? Well, first, this is let me let me let me ask this question. I'm actually gonna jump to like I guess it may be a hard question. I don't know. I I wanted to ask you. Where does your drive come from? Well, growing up, it was just simply for the fun of it, obviously. It was just, you know, this is exciting to do, um, escape from everyday life. But I can say at this age, my drive is simply just because, I mean, just because of my children. Um, just want to create a, a lifestyle. Like, I, I'm really, at, at this point, like I tell people now, I don't do this for the fun of it. I do it because I really am hoping that I'm able to put other people in a place to live their dreams and perhaps not have to struggle as hard as I had to to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I asked um, that question to for the people that may not know who you are and they listen to this. Like, I, like, you put out a crazy amount of content consistently. And that's the, that's the key word, consistently. Um, you know, and it's good content, <laughs> you know. Oh, so, thank you. <laughs> thank you know, like, so much. <laughs> and so that's I'm like, where is that drive? Because, I mean, you posted to, like, just about sometimes being frustrated about, um, 
like you said, it goes back to tired being overlooked. Like, and talk, let's unpack that though. Like where, like, I mean, you're putting out crazy amounts of work. You're doing all time. I mean, comedy, drama, like you're doing music, you're doing a children's show, you do all these things. <laughs> like, so just talk about like, um, first, how do you, I mean, where does do the ideas come from? I mean, to be able to put out work that much, that consistently. Um, so my, I, I have a really close spiritual relationship with the Lord and it's not, it's not a religious thing. It's just like, I really just, you don't understand. I rock with God heavy, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and in that relationship, every, I, I just, I could be doing the most simplest thing and he'll just send this crazy idea to me. And I'm like, yeah, yep. I'm gonna go do that right now. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know? <laughs> and so, um, I used to clean houses. That's what I used to do for a living before. Well, in the midst of all this, I used to do that to make money. Mm -hmm. And every time I was cleaning houses, some amazing ideas would just, just come into my head. And I'm like, yeah, when I get home, I got to write that down. I got to do this. And wow. the consistency now is because, well, I would say I'm more consistent now because of the situation we're in. I have a lot more time before this, trying to juggle two sons, being a wife. And then I take care of my aunt and cousin as well. People don't really wow. know that part. So wow. I really didn't have much time to put the content out now. But with everything happening the way it is, I'm like, yeah, it's no excuse not to be consistent now, you know, wow. so, but wow. um, everything just comes from something, you know, it could be just having a conversation with somebody and they're like, oh yeah, that's funny. That's, that's going to be a skit, you know, mm -hmm, <laughs> or, mm -hmm. you know, just observing, you just, you yeah. just open just and, and observe it, sitting around and seeing, yeah, like, and that was the question I said before my wife had, like, she was like, how does desire do all this with kids? you know with like two kids like yeah because yeah, you know we, we're feeling it now right? just the things that we you know we kind of look back and say man you know if we should have done certain things before our son was born because it's harder to do it now but you know she was like how does she juggle all that and like she put all this content <laughs> now that was she's like you gotta ask her that don't forget to ask her that question is, this, so, is this her uh this your is this your first our first child okay so listen you guys a lot of, I hear a lot of people say, how do you do this with kids and everything? There is a small period when it is a little harder, especially like when they're newborns and they just start now or that, like you, you say two, cause mm -hmm. two, they starting to walk and get into things. I, I have to send you this picture later, but I built this big playpen. I took everything out of my living room and built this big playpen and yeah, and I put this really soft padding down there and a bunch of toys in there. And so when he was at that age, when I was ready to do skits, I would put him in that big playpen and I would just do things around him. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But because my kids constantly grew up in, you know, in a house where we were constantly filming and doing things, they got adjusted to it. So they like, no, it's quiet on the set mean and everything. They kind of just like theater kids themselves. <laughs> so what's initially going to happen is y'all son is going to be right there understanding everything you guys are doing, ready to roll, like, because he's going to grow up in a theater home and get it, or, you know, in a theatrical situation. Right, in a, right. In a, in a missed entertainment. So he's going to understand. But it, it is a small period where it's a little harder. But, you know, I also have a large gap. My son is, one is 11 and the other one is four. So. Oh, so he can, he can yeah, kind of pick he up for something and watch it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Absolutely. So that's yeah. the thing. We're like, man, you know, people say, I had a second kid. I'm like, look, I don't, you know, <laughs> it's like, I get that they can, you know, the second kid will kind of run interference a little bit, but it's still a second kid. You know what I'm saying? It's still a second, <laughs> still kid, a second right. kid, I'm like, I don't know. It's just not, some days we're like, 
yeah, yeah, we can do it. And the other days we're like, look, I'm going to tell you what, y'all going to beg for that second kid when that kid <laughs> sit there and be asking y'all to play with them all day. And that's <laughs> what's happening. That's yeah. what's happening already. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, but I mean, it's, it is, it's, it's teaching us how to, we have to do more in the little slots of time that we have, um, have to be more efficient, you know, and more focused in those times that we have, um, to ourselves. And so, but, you know, we're still making adjustments, but I like that what you said, like they, they just, they see it, they become, ad- they adapt to kind of what you all have and they, they become a part of it. Like I say, every, I saw them in like a couple of your videos, you know, and it's so they, you know, they fall in line like, yo, we know what's going on. And, it's yeah. not even like a thing where I have to constantly show them how to do it. It's like, okay, mommy want to do a skit, do this. Y'all want to do it. They like, yep. And they get it like off rip. Mm-hmm. I, I brought them on set. Like um, I brought them on set and, people were so amazed that they just knew how to just sit on set and behave on set. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's that they, they lit, they kind of just, this is all they really know. Honestly, mm-hmm. we don't really run an average household. Our household is pretty wacky because we're in the entertainment business. So they only know is this kind of stuff, you know? <laughs> and you both do it full time, both you and Ro, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so talk about like, even like, the process of getting, you say you used to clean houses. And then if you want to share, like, just, just kind of the process of how you went from cleaning houses to um, full-time creating content full-time. Um, so I, I went through a few different jobs first, you know, I, I worked at a girl's home. I've worked in, I owned a cleaning business, did that for a while. Um, Ro worked at Comcast and AT&T. He did that for a while. Um, we actually started out in music, believe it or not. We had a recording studio in our basement and wow. music was the only thing we really focused on. We wasn't really in the, into the whole filming process. And later on in life, I met some amazing people, just kind of like how I met you. I just started networking a lot mm-hmm. more and that pushed me more over into the film. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we slowly, we had to slowly migrate into that. Like a lot of people don't understand it's not, this, that that process is not something that was easy. You know, mm-hmm. we went through a time period where we had to stay in a house that wasn't up to everyone's standards. You know, mm-hmm. we had to downgrade a lot. We had to make a lot of sacrifices to be able to get to this place where now we're sufficient off of, um, you know, doing the entertainment. Mm-hmm. It was a it was definitely a process and time consuming. And you know, like you said, having kids. I did it when they were younger. You know, I don't recommend you do that when (laughs) they're older and can understand. But when, like, when I only had one son and he was a toddler, that's when we started to make those kind of transitions where we was like, okay, we're going to stay with our parents for a while, save some money, you know, try to get a house. I actually, I, I create, I just want to tell this story just because it's a testimony to me, Mm -hmm. but there was a house um, in my neighborhood and I was staying with me and me and Ro was staying with my mother at the time. But we, you know, we wanted our own. And so I seen this house that I really, really wanted. And this house had been vacant for years and I wanted it so bad. And so I asked the neighbor, like, did he know who owned it and everything? And he said, yeah, but he's not going to rent it out to you because everybody came and tried to get this house and he's not going to rent it out to nobody. My mother even said it because she knew the guy and she said he's not going to rent it out to nobody. Mm-hmm. So just me being the type of faith walker I am, I, I took a letter, put it in the mailbox and just hope for the best. And what happened was the owner's daughter got the mail, read the letter. And because she was the one initially taking care of the house, she didn't want to continue to take care of the house. So what she did was she offered 
us to stay in the house as long as we fixed it up and we could stay there rent free and be co-owners on the lease so that if anything was to happen to the owner, the house would automatically be ours. And so believe it or not, we stayed in a home rent free for almost what, five years. Wow. And that was how it was easier for us to make that transition to just doing this full time and focusing solely on our craft. Wow. But it was just about having faith. You got to sometimes Look just take God. a leap. Right, you, gotta, right, right. you know what I'm saying? You got to, a lot of people will tell you something can't happen, but you got to, you got to know your walk. You got to know. You got to yeah. know. And that's what I was going to ask. That's, that's where I was like, I want to dive deeper into that. Like, because again, people like you see the front end, like you see the videos and you see the content and it's so easy, you know, for mm. people to, to like, like it or not like it or whatever. It's just, it's, it's so easy on the front end, you know, and then right. to hear that, like what, I mean, what was it? It was faith in knowing. So let, let me, I guess, let me ask it this way. Like, what was, what is the the end goal? Like, cause it's, you gotta have something that's, that's driving you. That's, you said it in the beginning, like your family, like, you know, knowing that goal, but yeah. talk about those, the, the, those days when it was hard, you know what I'm saying? Like, what keeps you going? What keeps you going? It, like I said, is it your family? Is that the, the number one? Is there something like, I don't know, I'm rambling, but just what? No, I don't get, no, I totally get what you're saying. Um, Because I, I tell you what, <laughs> my nickname was I quit for a long time. Because when <laughs> I tell you I quit so much, <laughs> I was like, oh no, I'm done with this. This is, I didn't quit YouTube. I can't even tell you how many times I quit YouTube, but um. <laughs> I will say, I will say, once my mother passed, I I do know my drive jumped from mediocrity to a level of, yeah, this got to happen. Mm-hmm. Because her having that dream and not knowing the time, or you know, because no one knows the time they have. Right. She was, you know, she didn't get a chance to fulfill it to the maximum that she wanted, and it just started showing me how precious time was. I started taking time a little bit more serious. But the drive itself, I guarantee you, I promise on everything I love, my drive is not self-motivated. If it was just about me, if I didn't have kids, I wasn't married, and it was just about me being this, oh, man, y'all see a video maybe twice a year. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It wouldn't be this serious. I will say it wouldn't be as serious for me. For Mm -hmm. me, Mm -hmm. it's about my kids. I'm like, I know I don't want my kids just growing up in the average situation, I want to be able to take them on vacations. I want to do so much with them, yes, but even yes. be even far beyond that, even far, far beyond that. T.D. Jake said something so powerful one day. He said that a lot of people's dreams are going to come through you. And so if you don't live your dream, mm-hmm. it's a strong possibility they won't make it to theirs. Mm-hmm. And that is the truth. Like when you think about some of the people who paved the way for you to be able to do what you did, if they didn't do that, could we really say we would be right here right now doing what we're doing? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to ever say that all the gifts that God gave me, I didn't get give people that chance to live those same gifts or opportunities because I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know, me doing that kids show right now, I have 10 characters and I play all 10 characters. Now that's insane. Yes. But when I get to the, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's insane. And it right. feels insane. But when I get to a place where the money's coming in and everything, that's, nine jobs to just open right. for people to quit their jobs going out doing whatever they don't love doing and they can come in and i'm not saying they got to stick with boxy rocky but that's just their gateway to the entertainment mm-hmm. to go far beyond that you know what mm-hmm. i mean and 
I think of that's really how my mind is bred. It's bred on just thinking about all the jobs I can offer, all the times my friends complain to me about not being able to just do what I'm doing full time. And if I can ever just do it right and right. be able to say, okay, this is it. Come on, y'all. Let's go. Let's go make these movies full right. time. You know, I, the money's there. Let's come eat. That's genuinely how I think. And that right. drive makes me go nuts. That is that's that it, that is it alone, honestly. No, oh, that's good. It's gonna happen for you. I mean, it's going. It's like the universe. You keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing at the universe. I mean, it's gonna give. God is gonna. I mean, and God, you know, it's the timing. It's always in God's timing, and it's gonna be the yeah. best timing. You know, we always like, well, you know, I, I need to blow up now, and it's like you're not <laughs> ready. It's probably like True. you're probably not ready. It's probably certain things that you can't even see that are not lined up that need to be lined up um certain that's things a, in yourself you know what i'm saying certain things in yourself that you wouldn't be able to handle it like mm-hmm. if something popped off tomorrow you probably won't be able to handle it and you lose everything you know and so it's like but to see you and i'll say this like i when i watched i haven't seen we're gonna talk about your your um your new project like i haven't seen reversed yet like mm-hmm. but i saw hot when i saw hot like there and as far as asking about your drive, there's something in Hawk. Like I was watching it, and it's like there was something in Hawk that was like, how do I say it? <laughs> I don't know how to say it, but it was this energy in Hawk. Like, cause we all have limited resources at this level, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it was like yours just, don't show. I will say that. <laughs> look, <laughs> look, it do not. I'm like. Okay, he had a whole studio over there. He ain't telling us. Nah, about. it's limited. <laughs> With Shelly Brenda, I was like, I can't do A, B, C, and D. So, how can I make this look bigger? I, I think that's that's always been my approach, like to everything. How can I make it look like I got a budget when I don't? Like how? And so it's really just taking things away. I have to take things off the table and just be like, okay, let me just focus on story, acting, and then if I have to, it, it always got to you know sound, and then. Yeah. camera can be all right like at the time where i'm like okay i didn't have a dp or sometimes i'm like camera can be all right so i did that but i'm like the sound gotta be there and then like story acting i always like story acting was always the first two like but it's just hiding the imperfections because it's like we all but but what i saw like in heart the energy that i felt it was like just this this just energy that's like i'm about to like throw everything i have at this like you know what i'm saying it's like yeah. i don't care um, and we all have limitations at certain levels because we just haven't experienced things and we haven't like, or we may not have the, the ability to get like certain people in place that have like, you know what I'm saying? So right. we have that, but like, I felt this energy in heart that was like, I'm about to push past and I'm going to push and put everything I have into this and make this my epic. You know what I'm saying? I felt it. And so, wow. and then when I look at you. your other work, I mean, it's just the same. It's like I can say, now hearing you talk about the drive, hearing you saying what your goals are, I see that it's like a energy. And I think that's, I mean, that's probably one of my gifts is to be able to like look past what's on the surface and just kind of feel that spiritual energy that's there, mm, you yeah. know, and, and try to connect to that. And that's all I do as a director. It's just like, mm-hmm. how do I go past what's on the surface and try to connect to that spiritual energy um, that's there? I I know you do because when I sat there and watched I Bow and I watched the one uh, with uh, Debbie and Chasmar, when I tell you, because that was the first one I saw, when I saw that, 
oh my God, I kept telling Ro, like, I felt so many emotions. It was like, I could, it was like, I could not understand why I was feeling this many emotions. I, I, it was, you ever watch something and before you know it, your face and made you, your face is all turned <laughs> yeah. up and you don't even know what yeah, I had yeah. to fix my face. Cause I was like blown. Like they, they, they were so authentic. They brought even parts of me out that I remember just going through marriage and everything. Ugh, I'm, Wow, no, I'm wow. out done with that. I'm out done with that. Like I was out done with, and I and I've seen the second one um, about the family who <laughs> yes. they wanted their child to have kids, and I'm yep. like, oh my lord, this ain't the truth. Yeah, oh, my yeah, goodness. no. And you everybody, tell, you tell authentic stories, stories that really touch people hard because they really can sit, they can really put themselves in there. I'm sorry, I'm veering off. Oh, I didn't no, no, mean, no, just, no. It's no, just that I'm so impressed. Like, I'm impressed. And when you say, when we talk about your de- details, detail, paying attention to details. Like, when you watch movies and you see somebody pouring a drink and you're looking at them pour the drink, you see the drink pouring out, and then you see it back to their face, it really draws you in in a right. different way. And you you have mastered details to, like, I looked at, I looked back at Hall after I seen that, like, okay. I have no details in here. This is like a really flat situation. I'm gonna have to work on that. There's no, but, there's, in here. <laughs> but you know, no, but like, like I would say, even because I, I even I told Chaz, I saw him in Hawk and I casted him as Malcolm. Like just because he didn't have to say anything and he just had like this thing around him, you know, and mm-hmm. and so then Hawk, it, then it took like a turn like it wasn't even what I thought it was gonna be <laughs> like that's what was crazy I was like what is happening it took this turn and I'm like it just totally was not at all what I thought it was but um and and but I saw Jazz in it and I was like oh yeah he's got me my, because he has a lot going on in the silence in those in those quiet moments and and you say you could say yeah like the details, there are details there. Like there are certain things here and you got to just know your strengths and know your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And I just know like my strengths. So we, and my strengths is working with actors. I used to be an actor. So it's like, that's one of my strengths. It's like, how do I, you know, cast the right people first? Mm-hmm. Like, because the direct, I mean, it really is a director and you, you probably see this a lot of times. It's like, okay, the actor does their job. They come prepared. And as a director, you're kind of tweaking and like you're seeing things they may not be able to see. And you're creating a space for them to feel safe, like to, mm-hmm. to experiment. And that's really, I mean, it sounds like, you know, oh, that's not, but that's, it's, it does a lot. Like, cause so you're saying like the details and pouring a drink, it's like, everything is intentional. It's like, you know, that's with, what with, I mean. You know, it's it's intentional. intentional. Like you, you, you know, like when you see those things, cause that's honestly, I, for me as a movie watcher, I'm always looking for details. I'm always trying to guess the story before it happens. And no, it only happens if the details are there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you, uh, and I don't mean this. I'm okay. Let me choose to say this right. We're all going as independent filmmakers, but I've noticed in the independent film maker, um, independent filmmaking, that a lot of times we forget to do those small things, yeah, and the it, small yeah. things make the picture so much bigger. Yeah. The small makes the picture bigger. It really it does. does. And it comes from preparation. You just yeah, gotta, just gotta prepare. Like it's really, it's like if you're trying to do stuff on set, like on the days you're shooting, and it, it's just too much happening on set. Like it comes from preparation, and so it's just mm-hmm. knowing the characters, you know, as much as you know yourself, and as a director, and then the characters they know, and then you have the the drink. The whole thing with the drink, it was just the fact that Dina, um, didn't Dina didn't want to drink. 
So mm. it's like she did. And then like the night progressed and you saw that she began to drink. So it's kind of like. I you just see kinda, what I'm saying? But that, yeah. but that, that by you showing that, that said a lot. It's, yeah. Listen, that, that is a gift in itself. And I'm, and I'm trying very hard. I told Russ, okay, next film, I am definitely going to focus in on that because that's the stuff to me that makes the film pop. Heart actually gave me what you made. This is a funny story. Heart has gave, I mean, Heart has created a certain amount of fear in me, believe it or not. And I, I'm going to just say this publicly because I haven't told anybody, but it, maybe this will help some other filmmaker that's going through what I'm going through. But because making Heart was so hard, so difficult, so trying, I cried and I lost tons of weight trying to get this movie out because I went through a complete depression trying to get it done at a certain time and remember staying up to 5 a.m for a month every night trying to edit this film it was a mess it actually scared me from wanting to do another film and so I haven't <laughs> so but let me, let me ask you this though like after going through that experience did it make other things much easier like um, other work for you um easier to produce easier to manage things like that yeah okay well yes the learning the, yep okay so if you say like did i take any of um because it stretched you it, it stretched did. you it, it's painful and it stretched you and it's painful and like but like and i get it like um but that's what it that's the beauty of it like you went through that journey you got it done a lot of people would have probably just stopped <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, but it stretched true. you it stretched you and you know it's like now you can look back and say this is what i didn't like about her this is what i liked about it like um i'm stronger i'm smarter now and like so now let's go to reverse so you did and that's not a film it's a series but like still like i'm sure you apply some things to reverse that you learned from her absolutely reverse now the difference with reverse it is because it was the first episode it was only like a weekend we needed to do that mm -hmm. but what i will say the difference between reverse and halt was we actually had a team working on reverse mm -hmm. whereas with halt it was very limited hands at one time it was row shooting me holding the script and the boom mic <laughs> and trying to direct and then we were outside in the middle of the night in the pitch dark trying to do all this and I just remember to myself thinking, like, I can't do, I don't want to live my life like this, you know? Right, right, <laughs> so right. To get to reverse, you know, I had tons of help. Like, it was hands on deck. It was, and like you said, we prepared a lot more. We, I definitely made sure we prepared a lot better. And so once we were all set, we knew what we were going to do. We knew how things were going to flow. It definitely ran a lot smoother than hard. It was actually quite amazing. No, it's because you learn. Yeah, you stay and you got it, and you got to do that next feature. You know, you got to do that next feature. I know, how, I know, <laughs> I know, I know that song. I know that song. Like after Brenda, like I think. Let me tell you, with Brenda, like sincerely, Brenda, I um, there was just some. I mean, it was great on set. That was the first time I had a full like a crew, like like oh. you said, holding the uh mic, boom mic. Well, that's not the first time I had a crew, but like it, it was the. That how I say it, like, you know, either I worked with students in the past, because I worked at Michigan State University, so I had students and like, oh, nice. you know, we were doing stuff, but it was like on a smaller level. Um, mm -hmm. And then I, I did some shorts. I did a couple of short films in a series and it was funny, uh, a web series. And 
I was like on, on the, I think it was on the web. I remember this one scene, like you said, you had a surf and a boom mic. There was a <laughs> there was a scene in in one of the uh, I think it was the it was the it was one of the episodes of the web series. I had about five people around a table, and I was the only I was the only one I was filming, directing, mm-hmm. and doing the sound, and I had five <laughs> actors. And so I knew that I was going to be doing this alone because I couldn't get nobody that weekend to help. Um, Mm -hmm. And I had a, I I rented a rig where I could rig the lights. It was like this rig that went (laughs) over the table and I I hung lights from it. I hung, I I, I like clamped microphones on different sides. And I was like, I don't even know how this is going to (laughs) sound. I was like, I got my headphones on some, but I can't monitor all the mics. I'm like, I don't even, I was just faith, like faith God. Like I hope the mics work. I don't know how this going to sound, <laughs> but like, but I know that feeling like with Brenda, with sincerely Brenda, like I had a crew, it was great crew, great team. Um, mm-hmm. But like I was editing this thing and everything was coming down to the last minute. And I know when the movie premiered, like I hadn't even watched, I watched the film, but I watched it in, you know, when you edit in something, you just kind of, you're working on it. So it was like a technical view. Like I haven't said, I didn't sit back and enjoy it. And uh, my first oh. time seeing Billy Brenda fully was at the premiere. So I didn't even really know if yeah. I had a movie or not. I mean, I was like, oh I have something. <laughs> I was like, I got something, but it may not be great, but I don't know. So are you talking about like stress, like, and I know, I mean, I was stressed in the premiere. I was like, oh my God. And then, but you know, it was, but I get it. That sound that you made, and I said, you know, the feature, I get it. Like, Man. it's just so much you got to like do to get a feature so made, good. you know? But people do not know. They don't know. a lot of work. <laughs> they don't know. But you, but you, I mean, you got it. I mean, I just saying, just saying like what you, just who you are, just listening to you and just like seeing what you've been doing and working on. I mean, you just got so much to give and it's just like, you gotta like, you gotta do it again. You know, you gotta do it again. Yeah. We, we at that point now, I mean, Corona kind of took over for a second, but as soon as it's up, uh, we definitely got the next film ready to go. Um, I think one of the questions I've, and this is a good question for you. I really want to ask you this, but one of the things I deal with in filmmaking is that there's a genre that I want to do but then there's a genre that's acceptable, you know? And it kind of, now that I, because Hot was my first feature, this is the first film that people know that I wrote. You know, I've helped with other people's things, but that's the one I did. So now it's kind of feel like it's going to be expected of me to do dramas or psychological thrillers even. Mm -hmm. And although I enjoy doing those, that's not the genre I technically want to be known for. And I'm not really sure how to, eventually move into what I want to do. I don't know if it's one of the things where you're going to get stuck just right. doing this and no one's going to expect you to do nothing else kind of thing. I don't, I don't know how that works. But what would you say for yourself? How you, you know, hmm. deal with that? Like, are you are you dedicated to drama or do you kind of have an idea of like, I'm going to do drama and then want to move over here? Like, how do you work with that? I want to create, like, if something moves me, like whether it's a drama or comedy, I want to make what I want to make. So okay, that's know, the real art to me. That's the paintbrush, yeah, and that's yeah. what, oh my goodness. I want to make what I, I want to like make. If you think about it from a brand, like if you're trying to build the brand, and I know, like when we were on um on Coach's Corner, and he kind of talked about you know 
doing like if you have a certain genre or a certain piece of content that you create like create that to build an audience build an audience create that feed them that and then like when you kind of have a base built like you can kind of experiment and that's what tyler perry said too tyler perry was like he he did the Medea, he did all that, he built that up over the years and he built a strong foundation. And now, just now, you know, he's in this place where like I can experiment and do some other stuff and that's what he's doing. So and it's funny because you said you said what I really would like. I would like to be able to just do what I wanna do. <laughs> that's what right. I would like. But I know there's a business side to this. Like, you know, uh, I know Jordan Peele probably will be known for horror now. But he right. started off doing comedy, comedy you know. And but he, you know, he excelled in horror. So now people just want Jordan to make horror. For me, I want to do. Okay, well, if I had it my way, I wouldn't be limited to what I have to do. But if it was like, okay, no, you can only pick one genre and that's it. Honestly, I would want to be the Tim Burton of this. I would want to finally see black people in the light that we're never seen in, which is like the Edward Scissorhands and the the uh, Willy Wonka chocolate factory type things. I would go for the quirky. The quirky drama, the quirky, like not quirky, necessarily drama, but Yeah, quirky. sci-fi, yeah. fantasy. Yeah. Like, but seen from the black point of view. I love that, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I love, don't get me wrong, those were, I love the white people in this place, but why are we not in those? Seats? Right. You know, and I've been told, when I, whenever I've said this, I've been told it's because that's not us. And it's I, funny oh God, how so yeah. many people have told me that that is not us that's not what we do that's uh, yeah and that's what <laughs> i think that's what um and you're right i think that's one of the things growing up that bothered me because i'm like i feel like black people only get uh, a handful of stories that they can tell and it's not even like when i say they can tell that they want to t- you know you just said it it's yeah. like th- there's love story there's you know, you could say love story, the urban film, the comedy, um, mm-hmm. those three. But and it's nothing wrong with that. Like you right. know, what I'm saying like it's not. I love a good love. I love that. But I know mm-hmm. like there's more to us. But but if you say people say oh, that's not who we are, not a, we're not an Edward Scissorhands, and that's the problem. We're not, we're not like, Edward Scissorhands. We're not. Because there's Adam stories Adam. within that. Adam. Like if you look at that, like there's stories within that. Like there's like. Mm-hmm. What's the what what was the theme in the Edward Scissorhands? You're like you're an outcast and no one you like no one likes you. You find this person. It's a love story. I mean, Edward yep. Scissorhands is a love story, and so it's just taking a different spin at some at, at some of the same things. And so I'm like, why can't you know? That's what what used to drive me crazy when I saw stuff. I'm like, man, you know, white filmmakers and white actors they got so many things that they can play and they can be. It's unlimited. Who, they it's can be whatever limited. they want to be. Yeah, and they limit us yeah. because you know they limit us, and I think they limit us to a point of feeling like, oh, we too cool for school to do something like that, where mm-hmm. they don't feel that way. They like, no, this is funny. This is, and it usually do it be the most iconic, mm-hmm. best selling movies, you know, because they're willing to take that chance. And I'm really one of those actresses. I I'll push the envelope. I don't. It's not yeah. you know. I don't feel like I'm limited to what I can be, and I want to be able to create that same avenue for other black people too like no listen we can we can be creatures from another land we can mm-hmm. be you know you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah I, I think it's um and i know it's probably just it's one of those things where it's like if i if i go all in on this um probably lose i won't have an audience for it 
but again, like you said, business aspect, the business side of it, it's like, okay, if, yeah, you got to do it right. You got to do gotta it right. Take the proper lane, get your fan base up, and yeah. get them least to trust you because coming straight yes. out the gate, they ain't here for that. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm going to feed them. I'm going to feed them this little bird seed. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I can get what I want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's, they I mean, told me it was crazy to put a box on your head, but kids love it. So yeah, kids love it. And you know who you were doing it for. Again, like, you know who you're doing it for. And I think there's an audience for everything, I believe. You know, it may not be massive for everything, but it's just like, it, there's there's an audience for everything. And a lot of times those niche pieces, like those niche, niche or niche, I always say, I don't know if I'll be saying that right. I always say niche. Then I say niche sometimes. <laughs> like niche, whatever. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Those, right. <laughs> those unique pieces. Um, a lot of times will open up the doors to other people will come on board and be like, oh, this is cool. Like, okay. What you say you're creating for a niche with, you, with what you're doing, with your skits. Like, yeah. do you have a particular audience in mind when you're like working on those skits? Um, I often wonder, I don't exactly know who my audience is because I, I'm, I try very hard to keep myself clean. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think it's clean. I don't know. But, uh, and I, I'm not sure. I think the raunchier things get more views. That's what I've noticed. Course, the more raunchier yeah. things get more views, yeah. the more vulgar, the better. And because I don't go that route, I often wonder who's watching my stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I don't know who my audience is, but you don't. You should do your. I mean, you should look at your analytics too. Like, I mean, Facebook and like, like just look at those because that's what with with Shelly Brenda. Like, I didn't know exactly the audience. And I we begin to like my wife and I begin to look at the analytics and study the audience and like we start doing ads and we start to understand like, oh, this is who's feeling this. So this is the age bracket or this is the demographic. Oh, oh right. like, um, and we start testing the demographics and we we at first it was just like throwing whatever at it. And then we begin to kind of define it down a little bit and realize, oh man, the people in the South, the people in the South are loving sincerely Brenda, like the South, <laughs> like this. But then I realized, you know, we're looking at the we're looking at the analytics and like, why are there so many people in the sun these little red? I'm like, oh, and it's like among the Bible Belt. It was states among the Bible Belt because mm. of some of the things that we were talking about, the themes of forgiveness and things about that. Like, and then you know, it, it, the audience tend to be on the older side. Like, um, the it was like late 40s to like 60s. And we're like, oh, you know, it's, it's the lead characters. Are, you know the posters are older, like it's dealing with some old some themes so we begin to understand that and that was my fear i think going into like not my fear but i was like doing i vow i'm like okay i want to like connect with a younger audience like you know uh late 20s to like mid 40s um and it, again it was still older people that that vibe with it and younger people but that what we hit like that 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 middle range we got that middle range because it it all goes down to like the posters. It's like, okay, how can we design the posters? You know, how can we, you know, the colors and what about certain things and the post got to be this way to attract this age range and it worked, you know? And so I think mm. it's just like looking at your analytics and like understanding like who's vibing with your videos and then taking that data and then like creating content, you know, around some of those analytics and see, if what works, what doesn't. And then like, even what you're saying, like some of the things that you want to do um, with the quirkier pieces, it's like mm-hmm. introduce some quirkier, introduce it into some of your skits. You don't have to go big right away. Like you don't have to right. make a feature quirky creature film. It's like, start to like, <laughs> right. you know, it's like, I, I did, you know that. what? I tested the grounds with one. I did a short, this was the, this was way before the skits. 
Um, it's called Eyes Married Now. It's on the internet. I was going to send you the link, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but what, so basically it was a film focusing on when you become married, how you become one. But I wanted people to see it in the physical sense. You know, you can hear it just being said, okay, you know, when you get married, you're one now. Mm-hmm. But in this sense, they seen it physically. So when this couple went to bed, they woke up the next morning, they were joint together. So I had, yeah, I had sewn these costumes together so they would be connected throughout the film. And it basically took them on a journey of how marriage, how the different things that happen in marriage affect each other. So like one of them trying to go out and sneak around, she literally had to cut the cloth of her, you know, and yeah, no, I show a little, you know, the blood coming through because what it was showing is you're tearing apart your other half when you're going mm-hmm. out to do this separation type thing or when he was ignoring her, how she was so close to him, but because he was doing what he was doing, she was feeling neglected just being that close to him. So I, that one, believe it or not, was well received, but I think it was only because it dealt with such a heavy topic. A heavy topic, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But in the sense of something else, I don't know how. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times it's hit know. or miss. You got to experiment with it. And it and, I mean, just like, you know, and just like you hit like with the Gail and the Snoop Dogg video. I mean, you went viral with that, you know. And... You know that made me mad too. I, I was grateful <laughs> but mad because I was like, all these years, I've been doing all this stuff. And this dude get on here cussing this woman out, and now I'm viral. And I'm viral with something so horrible right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was, it was, you know, I was happy, but like, dang, I, I ain't, this is crazy. This is what it takes. He cussed her out, and it was funny to me, but it was just. <laughs> but you, you hear every, I mean, my wife and I, we probably watched that video, like, <laughs> like just breaking it down, analyzing every. Like you say, details. It, I wasn't, you know, and it wasn't that I was mad that because he was cussing as much as I was mad that it took me all about 10 minutes to do that skit where a lot of my other skits take me time and dedication and they don't get no love. And that 10 to 15 minutes of just going, I literally went through because I seen what was happening. I was like, oh, let me hurry up and get on this. And I threw it together, not thinking nothing of it. I just wanted to do a skit. And it took me like 10 to 15 minutes to do it. And it went viral. And I'm like, that's a message. All this work we be putting into stuff. And that, it's, yes, it is. Have you ever heard of 8020? Huh? You ever heard the 8020 rule? Yes. Oh my lord. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it is true though. Like I think sometimes like artists, we I think we like overthink and we do too much. I, I get caught up with it all the time. I'm like overproduce, overdo this. And it's just like either I don't finish it because it's too much. Or like, mm-hmm. you know, you do finish it and then you mad about the reception because you're like, so, but it, and it's like, and it's just looking at, okay, what, what is it? I, I get it. I get it. Like it's, it, you want to put the best thing out there and it takes time and, but then you do something like that. And, but it's just, again, it hit like the timing of it and just like how the, the, your performance and, and then like the, just the, everything about it was, was mm-hmm. just it's just kind of lined up you. but i know you know you're like okay yes yeah, it's, it's yeah, I, know. <laughs> I, know. I know what no i'm no i i listen i'm grateful for every step that happens i will say this most recent one where i did the little shouting with buzz Bunny, i was very happy oh yeah i was very yeah, yeah, very yeah, happy yeah. with that, the results of that yes that was you another know? one and i could you know and it's one of the things like again like i could see that that goes right because I mean, obviously, the like you lined it up at Easter. Like, I'm like the Bugs Bunny thing was brilliant. Like, 
Like for real, Bugs Bunny right there was brilliant. The dance, I mean, it's just so much energy in that, and people, it's so easy to share that, and like you don't have to say nothing. It's just like, yeah, boom, it's, it's so like many a people, meme. They like shared it, and they changed the captions and made it work for them, and I love that. Yeah, you know, yeah. how black people go to church. Yeah, just check when you, you know, all these different things. I literally wasn't even thinking of. I'm like, okay, y'all creative in y'all own right because y'all yeah, captioned yeah. this thing in so many ways. But yeah. that that moment was very that to me was very rewarding. I definitely was definitely blown away and grateful for that. Yeah, no, and it's just capturing, uh, understanding how can you capture, how can you like learn how to master capturing lightning in a bottle. <laughs> like, yeah. how do you, how yeah. do people, you know, there's people that can just do it consistently. You know, um, it's just like, dang, how do they keep coming up with? But you know, and then a lot of times it's just you get. That, that those few that just hit and then it's like but then the other ones it feeds into those other things i'm sure you've seen like spikes in your other videos from those too i have um especially like on tiktok that's one of the things that i've kind of been seeing a lot of uh progress on there but i got to a place where because you know and I, I know other artists deal with this being creative like this or being a creative person creates depression a lot too believe yes. it or not, because when you're not creating you feel like what am i doing with my life now oh, you see, know gonna have to, i'm gonna have to put my wife downstairs <laughs> i'm gonna have to put her downstairs you're gonna have to hear this one but, you know for, yeah and if for, it's real that's real i'll be mm-hmm. you know i'll be telling i'm like i'll go and, and again like you gotta work yourself out of it and it's like you gotta you know it's we gotta have good people around you and you gotta push but sometimes i get it like i'll like i'll you do you do this like you you you're working on a project and like I'm excited about working on a project, but then I'm also like drained and tired and sick of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like in it and I'm just like, God man, I suck. This is terrible. Like <laughs> this is like I like oh my God. And then I come out of it and I'm like done with it and I'm happy because it's you know it's up and people's watching it and we're talking about it. And then after that it gets yeah. quiet. And then, like, I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, oh, my yep. God. And you fall in, like you say, you slip into, like, this little depression. And it's like, sometimes it gets heavy. Like, sometimes I'm yeah. like, I, I can't even work on something else. Like, it's just like, I, I don't know. Like, and, and like, something happens in it. And either, like, I just come out of it or you ever get like things where like you say you feel like you were always wanting to quit and i get that same feeling and like you you get there and then something happens where it's like god is telling you like no you gotta keep going like you gotta keep going i get like a phone call or a text message or like a message or somebody you know what i'm saying it's like okay okay i gotta keep going gotta keep doing this definitely go you go through exactly you just like you literally took everything i would have said and nailed it that's that's it right there happens every time just when i'm like yeah lord I, i think i'm done with this Someone to call, and they and they. It's like, man, you know that's. But that's when you know it's. It's not about you. It mm-hmm. can't be about you all the time. It just mm-hmm. can't. It's something else bigger. Even if it's just to help other people. Even if it's for whatever it is, it's not about you. Because if it was, he would let you quit. Right, right. He would let you just go ahead and sit down. You don't want to do it. You don't. Right. Yeah. It, you know? Yes. And that's what got you. Got it. That's what has to drive you through it like you said it's it's not about me it's not about me it's about you know the the positions you're trying to create the people's lives you're trying to change like yeah. um, the people that need to see what you're people, gonna put right. out you know you can't tell i can't tell you how many people you've probably helped 
just with sincerely Brenda with the I vow like it, these are stories that touches people these I when I do my skits to me they're fun I'm like okay yeah I'm about to go downstairs have some fun do this da 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 but then when I get messages like man I was having a bad day and I came to see your video mm-hmm. I don't know what that that video did for you but God knows you know mm-hmm. and if I didn't do it who would have known what you would have did after mm-hmm. that moment like I'm done with this you know and so mm-hmm. our our gifts are not just to be able to say we gifted great that's wonderful that gets old you know right, it's right it's a bigger purpose behind it and i think that's why the depression hits us so hard sometimes and we don't realize it but it's because we're, we're not being creative we don't feel like we're serving a purpose like well we're right. not doing nothing for nobody now you know it right. ain't nothing happening you know <laughs> so exactly hit, like this oh i hit this depression level so hard in this quarantine so you put the quarantine on top of the all this you know we can't make movies we can't yeah. go out we can't yeah can't, you know so many can't can'ts it's yeah it's it's, it's <laughs> yeah it's real and you gotta find other ways to you know that's why I, and i started this podcast i'm like okay i want to know what other you know artists are doing i absolutely love that you started this too it's just i mean it's just, this is a crazy journey there's just no real blueprint there's certain things you know you I mean you do you can do it but the biggest thing i know for me is sometimes it's like well man, how am I going to get the resources to do this? How am I going to get the money? Like, you know, um, or how am I going to, you know, it's always the resources. How am I going to, and, and it's just like, you just got to do it. You got to, there's a will, there's a way. And and God will open up. Like, it's like you said, like God wouldn't um, allow us to keep, he wouldn't be sending us those messages, those, those things to keep us going. Um, right. If it wasn't, you know, part of our purpose. And so, you just got to know that it will get done. That's how, I mean, seriously, with Sincerely Brenda, um, everything that came together, it was all God. Like the people, the team, the people that came on the team, everything came together seamlessly. I still look back like this was a miracle, even with the premiere, like, yeah. um, you know. Nobody ever talks about that. <laughs> oh, no. Like, this was crazy. Like with the premiere, we had like, we were selling tickets. So we started, this was crazy. So um, the film, we started shooting it in the like the late summer of 2000, uh, was it uh, 19? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, not 2019, 2018. And I'm, I'm terrible with years, so I may be getting my years wrong. <laughs> so, so whatever, just we started shooting it this summer, uh, late summer, and then I was advertising and selling tickets for the premiere and the movie was still in post-production and kind of mm. in production. So you talking about faith. <laughs> we, we were selling tickets and I think we, we had a capacity for like 250, almost 300. And we, I think the night before, I think we had sold about 90 tickets and that's with comps. So we had a little, probably mm. like less, so I was like, yo, for we didn't we didn't we weren't like in the community like that in Lansing. Nobody really knew who we were. I'm like, that's pretty good. You know, wow. 90 yeah. tickets, right? So the day of the premiere, and I'm you know, uh the like stuff started going crazy. Tickets start coming through, like, what's going on? Like <laughs> tickets just start coming through, coming through, coming through. And then uh like I'm running errands and we all, you know what I'm saying? Like tickets just kept coming through. And so we had to shut it down. Like we were like, we got to shut wow. it down. And like, like, and then even after that, like at the premiere, 
more people started coming to the door. Like we ended up having mm. almost 300 people at the premiere from, from wow. 90 the day before. So I'm like, I was in tears. I'm like, oh. I, what is, I'm like, what is nothing but God? Like, you know, because it was just amazing. So it's stuff like that where it's just yeah. like, you know, you know, but sometimes I think God would show us, he'd give us a taste, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta work. And that's the hard part. Like you, I think people want it so fast now, you know, we're in that culture now where it's like, you want the, they call it the Hot and ready. fast food culture. Like you want it fast, <laughs> you want it now. And it's like, you know, and, and God gave, you know, got me a taste and I'm like, man. <laughs> no, no, you, but you're telling the truth. Cause that's the one I noticed that we talk about the film and stuff, but nobody really ever touching on that premiere thing. And that was the thing that stressed me out the most. Mm. <laughs> I was like, oh, Lord. I told Ro, never again. We never premiered a movie. Never again. Not never. <laughs> so what was it? What was it that stressed you out? <laughs> <laughs> well, because I have now, and maybe it's because I'm a woman. I don't know. But I am very compulsive. So I jump head in first. I don't think logically all the time like I'm supposed to. So I'm like, I know this is our first movie, but we should get the biggest theater we've ever seen in our lives. You know, <laughs> it's like, okay. do that? Yep. And so all the other filmmakers are looking at us like, are you crazy? Why would you do that? Y'all ain't never did a film before. I mean, we've done plenty of shorts, but you know, why would y'all go do that? You know, all we right. spent all this money and people like, y'all not gonna be able to sell that many tickets. So you're, gonna, you're not even gonna break even, you know? And I just, I, I, and it was no refund, and I sank low. Oh my lord, I oh. sank low. We went. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Dearborn Auditorium. Um, I'm not. It's the 1200 seater though. Ooh. <laughs> I know it was so stupid. I mean, and this, and it was so expensive. Problem number one, so expensive. But my, this is so my thing was, oh, but I want to make such a big impression. I want to be, you know, and. I don't know what's wrong with me, but anyway, the people was around us telling us, you know, that wasn't the smartest move. You should have went smaller. And I got where they were coming from. Right. But at this point, tickets ain't selling like that. And I'm just thinking about, I just wasted this kind of money and this going to be a bad look. Cause what you don't <sighs> want to do is have a 1200 seater with 10 people in there. Cause right. that really shows where you at. Like. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> similar to what you did i i the night before i'm like you know we had some tickets coming in and stuff like that it was looking okay but i was like uh even if we just did halfway we did good and that night came and i cried because i Uh had to find seats i had to lead people upstairs to the balcony that place there was no where to park. People was like, I don't even know where to park no more. And this is a huge parking lot. Like, it was crazy. they like, I wow. don't know where to even park no more. We packed that joint out. The wow. balcony was the only thing that wasn't full, but the main floor, which is like a thousand seats on the main floor, was all that. Wow. And Look I, to this day, just, oh, listen, there, that's why can't nobody shake me from my face because. I know that was God. I wow. absolutely know for the life of me that that was God because there was no way just Roe and I could have done anything. Right. Like we didn't, you know, we didn't have enough. We we created some buzz just 
working on other people's projects for so long, but not enough to do that. Right. It was not enough. Right. And it and it was wow. proof because when I started seeing who was actually there, these were people that didn't even know me. I don't know you. Right. Yeah, the same so thing happened. A, I was yeah. parking cars, people was walking past me, and I was parking people's cars at the premiere. I was parking mm. people and the people was walking past me like, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, they don't know who <laughs> I am. They don't know who I am. I'm like, who are these people? Like, that's crazy. Wow. I wouldn't. Now, that's not something I would suggest anybody do, though, because honestly, in the future, I never want to do that again. It was like right. you said, it's one of the things you I just I later looking back on, I think God just saved my butt. I'm right, honestly going right, to say that, but I right. don't think what well, I would never tell nobody, just go on on faith and do that. That was not a smart move. I just, I, I'm grateful. Like I said, it was, we, we probably had like a thousand people in there. That's the wow. maximum I could say we had, but I feel like a smarter move would have not been to do that. You know what I'm saying? You want to, yeah, but you cause like I said, faith, I feel like though. God just, I did, but I feel like God saved my butt. But I, but I would never think in a business aspect that's a smart move to do. You know, maybe when your name, when you grow a name and you're doing all this, but coming straight out the gate does. But I get it though. He saved I know. me. I think he saved me. Because... I, no, yeah. I mean, but I'm just like, look, you have faith. You have faith in it. You chose that for a reason. You like, you know what I'm saying? And again, yeah, we can look back and say, well, I was probably doing. I don't know. I mean, you can look at it both yeah, ways. Yeah, I feel what you're saying. Yeah, you know both ways. Faith is you great, can look too, at it but both ways. I guess I just, I, I question sometimes and my, my faith be a little, I'm like, but you I'm just said crazy it. with my faith. No, no but you just <laughs> said it, though. You said there's no way now I can question that. Like, it's like, I know I'm rocking with God. Like you said, you yeah. said it at the beginning. Like, and so that right there, it's like, yeah, this is what I can do. And that's, how, that's the same feeling I had. Like, it's like, I we. he's it, just like, this is what I can do. Like you can do this little bit here. If you just do this little bit and trust me, this is what I can do. And that's not always hard to, that's not always easy to, to, to for us to do. You know what I'm saying? It's like, sometimes we thinking about, okay, what can I, got, this is what I can see this. I can touch this. Like I'm doing this. Like I'm, I'm the smart thing is for me to get, you know, a, a place that has a capacity of, you know, this many people. Cause I know that I can feel it, you know? Right. Cause again, it's, 1200 300 it's the same story like yeah. i didn't believe i could pack 300 because the same yeah. thing you said i didn't have that connections like that in the community like so why are they gonna come see who you know um but god was like you do this a little bit i'm gonna do this you know yeah um, oh listen you're not yeah. gonna have any problems like you your next feature film you might as well just go ahead and go for the big stuff because they, they, you're getting known. Like people talk about you. They're like, "Oh, you know, Kenneth Nelson, the director," and it, which makes me wonder, because I didn't know you was an actor too. Why'd you give up on that? What happened with that? Like, because I was like, um, I'd rather um, help people that's better than me as an actor, <laughs> like be better. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> no, seriously. Like I, I did stage. Like I, I did stage, and then like I, I just didn't. Like I enjoyed it, but I knew, like you gotta know, like. I was like, this is not what I want to do. And I start when I start working with actors, I'm like, yo, they doing stuff that I just, I'm just too self-conscious. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are certain things I'm just too self-conscious. I'm like, I can't, I'm not gonna be able to let go. I can't get out of my own head, <laughs> like to to do certain certain things at a certain level as an actor. And I knew that. I was honest with myself. I was like, I'd rather work with actors because I can help them push past whatever that is in their head. 
like I can help them push past that and create a platform and create, you know, roles for for um actors that they can just have fun with. Like, so I knew that I was like, I'm good. I don't want to do it no more. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it for fun, like here and there. But I'm like, uh-uh. Like I'm good. Like there's too many no, people. That's that. so dope. That and I'm like, nah. That definitely yeah. makes sense. I I'm yeah. hoping one day I told because uh, I you know I'm glad you started this podcast because I told a lot of my friends we had these conversations just on the phone. But I really feel like actor this, this entertainment community need a support group. We almost need like an AA meeting or something, something yeah. of that nature. Because it's a lot to talk about. It's so many things we could, you know, because it helped to talk to you today, knowing that that depression thing is not, don't stop just with, you know, because when you see people and you're like, oh, they got it going on. They're doing this mm-hmm. and this and that. You don't think they're going through some of the things you're going through. And so right. nah, that would be real. so helpful. Yeah. It's real. No, because it's it's like, it's it's real. And it's, you got to, and it, it sometimes it helps, you know, um mm-hmm. it's a weird emotion like my wife says i just don't like it is a roller coaster with you at times and i'm like yeah like, <laughs> I, you know it is like i, I got i go up and i'm like oh this is great like this story blah blah and it's like i'll be writing it all of a sudden hit a wall and i'm like this sucks i'm terrible <laughs> like i have no talent i'm a hack like i go through oh, I say I'm like, I'm like this is i just I'm, I'm done and then it's like i come back something you see something like you said, you observe, you watch, like you you just, you see something, something's like, I'm like, oh, like it's weird how you, your brain, you, I'm sure you do this, like you will see one thing, it makes connections all in your head. And then you're like, how did I get from here to that? Like I, that little, I saw somebody said this and then it sparked all the, it sparked 10 pages. All <laughs> <laughs> right. One thing, but that's just what we go. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy, but. You know, it's good, like, again, like, to have a supportive spouse, like, you and Ro, like, I see that, you know what I'm saying, you guys are partners in what you're mm-hmm. doing, and I gotta have you all back on together, like, you know, um, mm-hmm. and bring my wife on, because she sees, yeah, she's not, I she's wanna... not, yeah, she's not an artist, like, she's way more, like, she's, she's practical and, and logical and left brain, and so she's been helping me a lot with that aspect of this, because I'm, like, I, when you're talking about details, the only thing I'm good at with details is like <laughs> everything else in life. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm just losing everything. I'm, I'm telling you, stuff. it's, it's so like, helpful to have someone that's not in the entertainment business to talk to. Because when they see a per like, you know, my sister, she's not in it, but her perspective on things that I show her or tell her, be mind blown. So I can only imagine with your wife, how much she helps. Yeah, you know, not lot. being, you know, not technically being so in it. She can see it from a different point of view that we don't see it from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's helpful. She's like, she said, I'm about to give myself a title of casting agent. Cause like, she's gotten <laughs> so good. Like she'll look at people. Like she does a lot of research and like, she'll go, I used to call it you being nosy. And she was like, <laughs> she hate that. <laughs> like, no, like you social media stalker. She's like, I'm doing research. And I was like, yeah. So, but she like, I mean, she will see something because she has that, you know, that that spiritual thing. She'll see something past mm-hmm. the surface and be like, you need to talk to this person. Like you need to mm-hmm. like, and so it's crazy, you know, and this is like, that helps so much. And sometimes, you know, I can take it for granted. Like, you know, I'll, I'll take it for granted. I'll just be honest. Like, you know, you're a couple, you marriage, like some things you guys as a couple, you just take for granted about each other. And so mm-hmm. I look at that and I'm like, no, I thank God that I have somebody like her. Just like I know your role, you know what I'm saying. I see the, I see y'all like, 
you know, even though y'all ain't all over on social media, you know what I'm saying? It's it's yeah. it's like, but um, it's there. Like the energy is there in what you do because you you wouldn't be able to put out the work that you put out. He wouldn't be able to put out the work that he put out if y'all wasn't like a support system for each other and believes in each other. He is super beyond supportive. Like the level people do not know how, and you know, like you said, we don't really boast a lot on social media. I just, I feel like people that do all that be corny. They're trying to prove something that ain't really there. I don't know, (laughs) but, (laughs) but I don't want to sound like the Grinch or nothing. I just don't, I feel like when you, when you really enjoy something, you're in it. You know, you don't feel the need to always have to, and every now and then you post just to remind people like, don't forget though we are together but he he's provided me with everything that I'm able to do like you know even to the green screen I came home one day I had painted my wall initially green Mm -hmm. and then when we moved I didn't have nowhere to do it no more and I was so hurt because I thought I was gonna have to stop everything and he just went out and bought this green screen for me and said hey here you go I'm like wow you know so it's like a lot of things that he do behind the scenes just to make sure that I'm able to keep doing what I'm doing you know and I, you're right. If you need, even if your spouse is not directly in what you're doing, long as they're able to give you a helping hand or be, you know, able to push you, whatever it may be, just words or just sometimes giving you your space so you can write or whatever it is, that is a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard that's being married to an entertainer. Or yeah. it, that's not an easy task. And I know it ain't because when you said she said you was like a roller coaster, I can't tell you how many times I heard yeah. that. Like, <laughs> you don't know what you want. You hear that black down? That's yep. like, I know, I know. And you can't imagine how many times I came downstairs in a mustache. So, oh, right, <laughs> right, right. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. I'm no, that's great, man. Look. We could, I, I was like, at the beginning, I've said, I'm not going to keep Desire on this podcast no longer <laughs> than 45 minutes. And we had an hour 30. Like, oh, you know, it's been like, for real, like, this has been great. It's been great. Like, um, getting to know you better, you know, what you and Ro do um, for the film community, what you as a couple, like, you know what I'm saying? As creators or artists, I respect it. I really respect it. Like I said, like, I, yeah, like you were inspiring to me because it's hard like to put content out consistently <laughs> it's tough <laughs> and to hear you to hear your testimony hear your story and hear you say you know no look there's you're doing it through you know even it could be dark times that you're doing it you're doing it through the dark times the good times whatever because you know what your goal is you know the purpose your purpose it's a bigger purpose and so um I'm just glad that you, you know, you say yes and you're on and I really appreciate your time and everybody listening. Like, I hope that you enjoyed this and that you learned something new about, you know, just sorry what she do by myself. Like, you know, um, it's 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 a fun journey. It's stressful. It can be like you said, it's a roller coaster journey. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's worth it, you know. It's worth it. Absolutely. Worth it. Again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for asking me to be on this. And I absolutely look up to you. I think it's just amazing the work you have done and doing. I hope one day I get cast. I do. I hope one day I get cast. <laughs> so. I you know, no, I, look, I, um, I, I, we can talk offline. <laughs> okay, got you. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, thank you so much Desire appreciate it thank you all for listening uh, subscribe to the podcast rate the podcast and uh, I see you next week
All right, you guys, make sure you check out Jazar's work. You can you can follow her on Instagram at Jazar Riches. That's J-E-Z-A-R Riches on Instagram. You can also follow her on Facebook and YouTube. I'll put the uh, links in the show notes. Also, check out her feature film, Halt, on Amazon Prime. If you have Prime, it's free. You can also rent it on Prime. You also check out her new series, Reversed, on Vimeo On Demand. I'll put the link in the show notes. All right. Thank you.